pray. Father, we have much to be thankful for. And so, Lord, as, as we dive into your word, I, I really ask that you would work in our hearts, uh, that we become truly grateful, and we honor you for who you are. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, we're going to be talking about thankfulness today uh, because it's it really is a means by which we stay close to God or, or be restored to God. It's a tool that's been given us. And we've had a, a hard year, uh, harder than we ever expected when we started out on January 1st. Uh, but I want to make the case that we have an obligation to be thankful. That it's a good thing for us to be thankful in the midst of it. Because it keeps us from wandering away from God. Now, we're going to be looking into Deuteronomy chapter 8. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and flip over there. That way you can circle things and make notes and, and remind yourself of these things later on. Uh, Deuteronomy is, is a book, it's really a, a series of sermons that Moses gave as the Israelites were getting ready to come out of the desert and go into the promised land. They had spent 40 years in the desert. They had spent, before that, 400 years in slavery. And they're about to come into a place that's, that had been promised to their ancestors that was going to have more wealth and goodness than they they could really imagine and so Moses is reminding all these these people of who God is and what he's done for them who they are how they're precious to him uh, the ways that God said to live uh, the laws he gave them to live by uh, how to keep their hearts soft toward God and turned to God because they were about to get to a place where it was all going to get easier. They were going to have abundance. And, and the truth is, when we're in the midst of everything going well, it's easy to turn our attention to other things besides God. It's not a natural response. It has to be a learned response to keep coming back to God when things are going well. And so this is a part where, where Moses is saying, y'all, you have to be careful as you're coming into this. Uh, it's, life is going to be so much easier than it's been in the desert. But don't forget the Lord. Uh, so this is how Moses was doing it. He was saying things like this. He was saying, when you've eaten your fill... And think about what that was going to be like for them. Uh, they hadn't eaten their fill in a long time. Maybe in generations. And, and when you've eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land He's given you. Because it's easy not to. But He warns them. That's really the time to be careful because beware that in your plenty you don't forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands. 
his regulations and, and decrees that I'm giving you, I'm reminding you of today. For when you've become full and prosperous and you've built fine homes to live in, which they hadn't had for generations. And, and when your flocks and your herds have become very large, and, and when you have silver and gold multiplied along with everything else, then be careful. Don't become proud at that time. Don't forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Moses reminds the people then that all the good that they have and that they will have is something that comes from God. He did all this. God did all this. So you would never say to yourself, I've achieved this wealth with my own strength and my energy. Because it's deceptive. I mean, grace is never opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. And the blessings of God, you may have to work hard for them, but that doesn't mean that you've earned them on your own. He did all this so you'd never say to yourself, I've achieved it. Remember the Lord your God. He's the one that gives you the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirms to your ancestors. With an oath. In other words, Moses is telling the people, you, you remember you have an ancestor named Abraham. And God promised Abraham that he would do this for you. That's why he's doing it. You haven't earned any of it. All of this is a gift from God. So be careful when you go in that you don't turn from God. All good gifts come from God. God gives you the power to, to work hard, to, to plant seeds. Maybe you'll even be able to water them. In a lot of places around the world, you're dependent upon God sending the rain to water it. But even if you can water the seeds that you plant, you can't make them grow. God's the one that does that. God's the one that's put all the minerals in the hills. God is the one that creates the life that makes your your flocks grow big. And it's easy to forget. We become focused on the hard work that we do. But he gives us the ability to do the work. He blesses the work that we do. And he deserves the thanks for it. And then Moses also does something really interesting. He reminds the people that God allows us to face hardships. And that's something that we don't like thinking about, you know, 20th century America, 21st century America. We don't like thinking that God allows us to face hardships, but God has done that this year. He's allowed us to face hardships. And Moses says an important reason is so that we can see what's in our hearts. So that we can reorient ourselves to God, to come back to Him, to not wander away from Him. To realize that He's the foundation, He's the source, He's the one that, that, that deserves our attention, our worship, our praise. He's the one that provides for everything. In hardship, God teaches us that, that He's the source of everything we need. And we need Him more than all the stuff He provides. 
And this is how Moses said it. He said, yeah, God humbled you by letting you go hungry. God humbled you by letting you go hungry. And then feeding you with manna. A food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. And this is why God allowed you to get hungry. He did it to teach you that people don't live on bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We're dependent on the things that God speaks over us. We are dependent on the things that God says and does. We've had hardships this year. The world has faced a myriad of things. I mean, from out of control wildfires in Australia and California and uh, locusts in Africa, uh, droughts uh, here closer to home. We, along with the rest of the world, have faced the COVID pandemic. It, we ended up isolated for months. We didn't meet together for months. Some of us didn't even go outside our houses for months. That's hard. That's tough. Uh, we were so isolated that the only times we were connecting with other human beings might have been on the phone or through a screen. It's hard. There's been rioting in our streets. There's been racial division and political division. There's been a lack of trust in the media to even tell us the truth. Which reminds me, has anybody this week watched The Social Dilemma? All right, now, I haven't paid any of you, right? Would, would you say that that's something that other people should see? Okay, there's a reminder. Go and watch The Social Dilemma. But back to our topic. Hardships like these are things that God will use. God will allow them, and they're meant to serve to bring us back to God. They're meant to reorient us, to open our eyes to our dependence on Him, our need for Him. That He's the only one that can deliver us from some of these things. Uh, He's the one that if he's not good to us, there is no good in our lives. And, and I think that's something that a lot of us found in the midst of how hard that it was. But my question is, has this hardship in our lives really done its work in us? Are we more gods because of the trouble that we faced? Or are we just tired of it? I know we're tired of it. But if that's all the work that it's done in us, then we've missed the best part of what we could have learned. And I, and I hope that that's something that we learn. Because, you know, we've been starting to come back into to abundance. We've been starting to come back into a promised land. Uh, we've, we've been able to start getting together. I'm looking at a, at a room that's filling up a little bit more every Sunday. 
with people being able to get back together. We're going out to eat and we're going shopping and the economy is getting better. And, and we're promised, actually, it looks like we're going to have some very effective vaccines that are going to start to be distributed in the next month or so. And that's what some of us are just, we're living for that. Woohoo! You know, the America and the rest of the world are just keyed up because we want these vaccines. We're thinking about what life can be like once we don't have to worry about COVID anymore. We get out of the desert and we come back into the promised land. But are we living by the words that God speaks more than we're living by all the goodness and the abundance that we're hoping to possess? Where's our dependence? If it's not on God, we might find ourselves wandering away from him. Because that's what happens when we turn from God to other things. We forget about God. And Moses went on. He said, I assure you of this. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods. And, and time out for an aside here. We, we read this and, and we think, oh yeah, that's, people used to make idols and bring little statues into their house and bow down and worship these statues. We don't do that. We're much too sophisticated for that. But we do it with money. We trust in money more than we trust God at times. We, we trust in vaccinations more than we trust God sometimes. We trust in our economy. We trust in our president. We trust in, in the government. We trust in, we trust in a lot of things more than we trust in God and recognize our dependence on God instead. But Moses said, I, I assure you, if you ever forget the Lord your God, if you follow other gods, if you put your trust in other things besides him, worshiping and bowing down to them, you'll certainly be destroyed just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path you'll be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God and isn't that in in some way could that be what's facing our nation all the division that we have that's kind of ripping us apart from the inside that this is destruction that's coming upon us because we've strayed from God and forgotten about him I think so because forgetting, forgetting isn't just about what happens in our heads, right? Forgetting is, it means you've, you've ceased to follow him. You've stopped leaning into him. You've stopped building your lives around him and what he says. And that leads to pride. Not the pride that says, oh, I'm all that in a bag of chips and better than you. It, it's, it's seeing ourselves as the answer or, or putting ourselves in the center of the picture that that we see it all from our perspective and as if we were the center of the universe and we lean on our stuff and the things that we see instead of leaning on God and putting him in the center of the picture is putting uh, it's being more concerned with our wants than his wants. That's the pride that we're talking about. And that leads to other gods. That leads to building our lives around other things other than God. Because we've quit making it a point to do what he says. We're doing the other stuff. And that leads to our destruction. That leads to our, our country being torn apart. 
that leads to us losing our way, forgetting what's important. And, and when our country is forgetting what it is to come together as one nation under God, because we're not trusting God. And I think we're seeing this right in front of us. Our troubles this year are, are meant to remind us of, of what matters. I, I dare say that our troubles are a good thing. They're meant to wake us up. They're meant to reorient us. That God is good and that God gives and that God provides. And we can honor Him and we shall not forget Him. We shall not turn away from Him and, and start looking for other things to be our salvation, to be the things that deliver us. And we have a lot to be thankful for. And it's important that we give our thanks to God. To remember God so that we don't stray from God. I, I can say it. I think it's our duty to give thanks to God. But it's more than our duty. It's one of the healthiest things that we can do for our hearts. And our life together. It's a good thing. It, it, it's... It's, it's healthy, it's mental health, it, it's good practice to give thanks to God. It's that reminder, I think, that we all need to thank Him for His blessings to us. So I wanted to do that this morning. I wanted to give us a chance to consider those things and, and to give thanks to them, to, to share with each other what we're thankful for. Because when we do that, it, it helps to bring us back. And to reorient us on who God is. It restores us to God and His ways. Because we, we remind ourselves that we're dependent on Him. So here's what I want to do. We get to put this into action. Uh, I want you to kind of get together with three or four other people for three or four, three or four minutes. And you don't, I mean, you can be socially distant and wear your masks and all that. And, and I, I, you know, so do that. I don't, I don't want to put us into danger. But, but kind of circle up somehow. We've got enough room to do that spread out. And share with each other. Man, th this year has been really hard, you know, because of this and that. But I'm really thankful because of this thing that God's done. And nobody has time to tell the whole story. But everybody should have time to share some things that you're thankful for, which I think is good and healthy. So, three or four people for three or four minutes. Deal? Deal. All right. So go. Gather together with three or four people for three or four minutes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Amen. Well, folks, let's, uh, let's stand and give thanks to God for all the great things He has done.